everybody. Uh, welcome to the DI Sci Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Carroll. Um, with this podcast, we'll be looking at the intersection of the do-it-yourself culture, um, maker movement, if you will, and science. Um, I'm a physics professor by day and maker pretty much all the time, if you will. Um, I like to basically chat with you. Um, by myself, right, so um, not going with the typical maker podcast mode of uh, multiple makers here. Here it's basically just me rambling on about stuff that interests me, um, stuff I think y'all might be interested in yourselves, and uh, we'll see how this goes. All right, um, there's a lot of stuff in the scientific realm that largely unknown, I think, in the do-it-yourself culture, and vice versa. All right, so I'd like to really discuss the intersection of those two realms, um, and hopefully inspire you to make stuff. So today, what I want to do, basically chat about uh, Arduinos. It's a big topic out there in the maker realm. We'll also talk a bit about my own inspiration. Um, one thing that's particularly inspired me as a scientist and a maker is uh, performing some experiments at large scientific facilities across the world. Um, so these are national labs as well as just large particle accelerators um, as a part of getting these um, state-of-the-art facilities. What you'll notice if you wander around them um, just the sheer amount of effort that goes into machining, manufacturing custom parts to do really bleeding-edge science. Um, it's really inspiring for me as a maker and as a scientist. Right. Um, likewise, got some experience as a teenager working as a construction laborer. Um, so I think I can uh, at least hopefully help bridge that divide. Um, between the more esoteric sciences and the more down-to-earth kind of making, if you will. Um, and in the process, hopefully I'll like to uh, spotlight, shine a spotlight onto some scientists and makers that I think are uh, doing awesome things, if you will. Uh, so, without further ado, um, we'll go ahead and get into it. Um, so, I interact with a lot of scientists a lot of makers, very few, in my experience so far, really um, live at that intersection, if you will. Oftentimes, I talk with makers, and maybe what they do is just woodworking, maybe a little metalworking, leatherwork, etc. Talk with a lot of scientists who very rarely perhaps get out into a wood shop, if you will. I'm interested in all of the things, um, partly because, well, that's just what my attention span does. I move from one thing to another very quickly. I'm more interested in learning than uh, processes themselves, if you will. So I've gone through quite a lot of... Uh, so I've really dabbled in quite a lot of different uh, processes for making stuff, from simple woodworking all the way to some fairly advanced 3D printing. Personally, really love machining. I've kind of fell in, fallen in love 
with uh, metalwork. Really, if I had to pick a specialty, I'd say I'm probably a 3D printer slash um, electronics guy. All right. Um, I like to build circuits from the ground up. I like to 3D print stuff, but I also like to get a circuit or saw out. Just make interesting things out of wood. All right. So, got quite a lot of topics that I'd like to talk about throughout this podcast. Um, no particular order. I'm basically just going to go with whatever I might be interested in on that particular day. Right. Uh, today, I want to address a, a fairly big topic within the maker world, which is Arduinos. What exactly is an Arduino? Um, how do we differentiate an Arduino from a Raspberry Pi, for instance, or any of the other um, key terms that you'll hear associated with Arduinos. Um, if you've not gotten a background in electronics um, and you're trying to tackle this stuff or you're just getting into the maker world and you keep hearing about, oh, Arduinos, put an Arduino on it. Arduino, Raspberry Pi, all this kind of stuff um, can be a bit daunting to try to get into. Be perhaps a bit scary, if you will. One thing I want to do is basically go from a uh, an overview perspective, get you a good idea of what an Arduino is and what an Arduino isn't. Right, and. In future episodes, we'll talk in a lot more detail about Arduino-based projects and really just see how this electronic device can really help us out. Just dive into it. Um, if I had to very quickly answer, what is Arduino? Well, what isn't Arduino? Uh, well, that's kind of a, a crappy answer there. Really, um, to get down to it, Arduino is, well, it's become a fairly broad term describing microcontroller. All right. So take an obscure thing like Arduino, and I said, well, it's a microcontroller. Well, what does that really mean? Um, again, those of you who are in the electronics world, oh, yeah, I already know what an Arduino is, microcontrollers, yada, yada, yada. Um, I've noticed a lot of people out there just don't. That's totally fine. All right. What's really cool about Arduino is it has a very low barrier for entry. All right. What you really need is a curiosity. Um, just try it out and don't run away, if you will. All right. So Arduino, you can think of it kind of like that famous uh, facial tissue brand. Um, very rarely will you say, Excuse me, can you hand me a facial tissue, please? Or tissue, whatever. Um, more likely, you use a particular brand name, whether or not it's uh, one of their competitors. All right. The term Arduino is kind of similar there. There is a company, an open source company, Arduino, um, based out of Italy. Actually, there's been a couple, and there's a big lawsuit, but that's perhaps talk for a, uh, a later podcast. Arduino, this company that provides an open source platform for physical computing. All right, and by physical computing, they basically mean devices that we humans can interact with. All right, 
These are general purpose devices that let us humans very easily interact with. All right. So this could be just as simple as I turn the thing on and it blinks an LED. Um, that doesn't have a whole lot of interaction to it. That's usually more of a, uh, an introductory exercise in learning how to interface with these electronic devices. You can add uh, inputs. Let's say we have a simple motion detector all right, in an LED. Well, before Arduino came around, if I wanted to make a, uh, a light turn on whenever somebody moved in a certain region of space, probably wouldn't have been terribly straightforward. All right. With Arduinos, we now have this open source platform where we can uh, quickly prototype these kinds of devices. So you can have a little electronic circuit, connect a motion sensor to it, connect a light to it, for instance, and with a few lines of code in a fairly straightforward manner, create a program where if you detect motion, turn the light on. If there's not motion, turn it off. Right. So we can extend this out into even fancier devices. Uh, if we go into the scientific realm, this is perfect for data logging. All right, you can hook up uh, thermometers, Geiger counters, you name it, to these simple electronic devices. Right. This has made my life a whole lot easier as a scientist lately. Um, back when I was in graduate school, undergraduate, as well as as a teenager interested in this kind of stuff, a lot of that was fairly prohibitive. All right. Maybe you'd need a degree in electronic engineering to understand how to make a circuit do exactly what you want it to do. Whereas now, for fairly low cost, here we're talking under a hundred bucks or so, you can get a kit and then very quickly learn how to log data, for instance. Once you have that data, you can then analyze it. There's all kinds of fun stuff you can do with that. Or maybe you're more on the do-it-yourself side of things. Maybe you want like your own laser tripwire system, um, or you name it. There's all kinds of interesting stuff out there you can do. Perhaps one of my favorite examples of um, what this kind of electronic platform can do for you, imagine I have a little black box all right and this black box whenever a certain switch is activated perhaps i want that black box to then send out a tweet all right um might sound a bit prohibitive if you've never been into this kind of stuff before but with arduino and similar platforms that kind of thing is actually quite easy all right um so you can with existing open source code out there and um, project designs, probably very quickly prototype such a device. Um, so that in particular, um, you can think of any number of uses for that. Um, essentially why I'm rambling on about this, um, there's this awesome example in Panama, I believe, the tweeting potholes of Panama, if I recall. Um, a group got together, made a whole bunch of these little boxes, essentially, 
kind of looked like a puck that were set in potholes. Whenever a car drove over it, it depressed a switch, essentially, that then told the device to send a tweet. That tweet tagged their local Ministry of Works, and I believe their mayor as well, and essentially served as a log of where potholes are and when people are running over potholes. So you can imagine if they distribute dozens of these around the city, regions where potholes are a big problem, um, you can imagine then kind of response that might get. Um, so here you have this example of a citizen group coming together, trying to affect some sort of change. You know, hey, we're tired of these potholes in our city. Nothing's being done about it. Well, with this simple open source platform and uh, not a whole lot of money, you can create these tweeting potholes, for instance. I find that absolutely fascinating. Um, definitely on the do-it-yourself side, but even on the scientific side. All right, uh, logging where those potholes are and when people run over them, not terribly scientific there, if you will, not hardcore science, but you can take that essential platform modify it, and, well, maybe what I don't want is a switch. Maybe what I want are gas sensors. Let's say I want an air quality index um, measured throughout a city. All right. Well, with Arduinos, we can uh, essentially rapidly prototype these devices to do citizen science that can affect real change, if you will. I find that absolutely fascinating. Not only on a personal level, but at a professional level. All right. The more you get into Arduino, you will, fancy new electronics, um, some more applications you'll see. Um, and as time progresses, we'll just keep discovering or thinking of new and new applications for this platform. All right. Really, I think it's in its infancy. I'm looking forward to see where this goes. All right. Um, so, kind of come back to that original topic. What is an Arduino? It's a platform to do awesome things with electronics. All right. Um, the Arduino device, there are many of them. Many different uh, species, if you will, if you want to think of it in those terms. Um, the quintessential Arduino is this device, electronic device, called the Arduino Uno. All right. At its core is the electronic brain, if you will, the microcontroller. This is a tiny little device tucked away in the little plastic piece a bunch of metal connectors on it, all right? That little electronic brain takes inputs, has outputs, it's got clocks in it, all kinds of stuff that you can essentially put data into it and have it react accordingly, all right? So, um, that particular microcontroller made by a company called Atmel, all right, the quintessential Arduino 
uses a device called the Atmel 328P. All right, don't need to understand all the details of that at this uh, particular point, but what the Arduino device itself is, is essentially a platform that lets us easily interface with that tiny little chip. Right. So we have this electronic circuit, a uh, rigid board that has a USB connector on it. It's got power inputs. It's got some buttons and a bunch of electrical pins. By pins, I basically mean it's uh, essentially these simple little points you can solder onto or put solderless connectors on where um, you can either output a particular voltage or you can um, read voltage coming into that device. So we have this tiny, tiny little microelectronic brain. The Arduino really is the, uh, the body for that brain. All right. What's particularly nice about Arduino and related technologies, they're completely open source. So not only can you get a copy of the source code that runs the whole thing, you get all of their design files as well for the circuits. All right. You can modify that however you may, keeping in mind that once you take this open source project, um, you give attribution and you keep it open source. All right. So what we have there is a, not only a platform for humans to interface with an electronic brain, we have uh, essentially a culture that stands on the shoulders of giants of sorts. Right? So you can uh, essentially take other people's works in this open source culture modify them very quickly and essentially keep building upon that all right what you get there is a sort of snowball effect an accelerated advancement um that's brought us to our current point um where really that barrier for entry just steadily gets lower and lower so you don't have to have a background in electronics or programming all you really need is a passion to try to use the thing. All right. The kits are quite readily available out there. Oftentimes what you get is a uh, Arduino similar device. Again, no, it's open source, so you can make your own knockoff Arduino if you want. Fine. Give attribution where attribution is needed. Um, you likewise get a bunch of buttons, switches, LEDs. You name it, stuff that we can output signals or input signals from the Arduino. And you're also given a whole bunch of tutorials um, that can break things down into whatever terminology you may need. All right. I'm not necessarily joking when I say I could probably teach my grandmother to use an Arduino in the afternoon. All right. Um, it's incredibly easy to get into this. Um, and the more you're involved with it, the more advanced your projects may become. All right, when you first start off, you're doing simple little things, probably um, burning LEDs up, you name it. Um, but 
with time, you'll find all kinds of cool applications there, whether it be scientific, whether it be personal, you name it. All right. And uh, particularly cool about this accelerated advancement. Um, it's just going to keep on getting easier and easier while this complexity increases. All right. So these projects are getting far more advanced every week, practically. Um, and that barrier for entry, I keep harping on, is quite low. All right. When's the best time to get into Arduinos and such? Now. Go on ahead. Right. So throughout the course of this um, podcast, um, I'll be talking about Arduinos quite a lot. Um, in this particular medium, ultimately, I'll be experimenting with how I can get you all interested in this stuff. Um, get not just interest, but actually convey some skills to you in audio form. All right. Um, I spend a lot of my time lecturing about physics as a physics professor. Oftentimes I have vid videos, um, audio video kind of stuff, PowerPoints. I've got uh, physical objects I can use in class to convey things. Here I'm essentially just limited to talking to you. Uh, chances are y'all are listening to this in the background while you're doing something else. Um, so I'd like to try to keep it interesting for you. I also like to teach you how to use Arduinos, how to use Raspberry Pis, these little computers, and all kinds of fun stuff. All right, so I'll be going all over the place throughout this podcast. There's kind of my general spiel about Arduinos. We'll be talking about it all the time. I absolutely love microcontrollers. Um, with every day, I just get more and more interested in them. Right. They're particularly useful. Um, so when I think back to when I was a graduate student at Texas Tech University, we had a lot of really cool things um, to study physical properties of stuff um, from simple mechanics, just measuring the motion of objects, to much more advanced stuff like uh, gamma ray spectrum, you name it. Um, that required quite a lot of money. Um, these are very, very expensive tools that we oftentimes had. Um, we pretty much had to rely on well, either making something ourselves from scratch or wait till somebody else came out with a product, frankly. Um, what's really got me excited recent years about its maker movement, particularly with Arduinos, is that that barrier and just keeps getting lower and lower. So if I had an idea and say I wanted to measure something, um, now I have every confidence that I probably can. And I can probably do so fairly cheap. Right. Whereas back in my grad school days, which frankly wasn't that long ago, um, something as simple as measuring the temperature of a sample and then using that measurement to control what that temperature may be in what's called a PID loop, if you will. Say I wanted to regulate the temperature of a semiconductor sample to a very high degree. Well, chances are I had to use some fairly expensive tools out there um, and rely on other people's 
stuff, proprietary devices, if you will. Um, now, I can essentially uh, hack together my own device that can measure a temperature and then regulate how much I should turn a particular heater on. Very, very low barrier to do this kind of stuff. So I'm really jealous of uh, younger generations these days. All right. Definitely, definitely jealous of uh, the 3D printers y'all have now. Um, if I would have had such capabilities when I was a kid, there's no telling where I would be right now. I'm particularly interested in this stuff, and I really hope I can help with this. Not just the next generation, right? My own kids. Um, I want to help everybody out. Because frankly, anybody can get into this stuff. So I hope with this podcast, um, I can not only inspire you all to uh, make things, to think about science and the interface between the two, um, but I also like to have sort of a tutorial nature here uh, where you actually can perhaps build some skills along the way. Now we can go on to our DI size spotlight. Um, this I basically want to point out uh, someone doing something really cool, something that I like, that's kind of interested me, or I think y'all should uh, be interested in. So for the first DSI spotlight, um, I'm going to go with one of my favorite YouTubers out there. Um, this is Applied Science, the Applied Science YouTube channel. Um, that is Ben Krasnaw. Um, perhaps you've seen some of his videos out there. This guy does some really amazing stuff, really focusing on um, do-it-yourself science, if you will. Um, so he ends up, for instance, making his own electron microscope in his garage. Um, he talks about skills like uh, TIG welding. He made a, a sort of rudimentary refrigerator of sorts that uses rubber bands. Right? Um, I highly recommend y'all check out Ben Krasnall, Applied Science. Whenever his videos come out, I just have to watch them, frankly. Um, it really embodies a lot of what uh, I'm about, frankly, and what I hope to convey with, to y'all uh, through this podcast. Right? Don't be afraid to try something. Right. Um, don't be afraid to get into the do-it-yourself world, to get into science, and to understanding not only your local situation, but uh, understanding kind of how our universe ticks. Right. So, leave it off there now, and I hope to see you all next time. Bye.